0: Smart's Podcast. My name is Vary Petrovich, and I'm here today with Rob Duncan. Rob is an innovation catalyst. He's the Director of Applied Research at BCIT. He's a prolific writer and public speaker. Rob, thanks for joining us today.
1: My pleasure, Vary. Great to be here.
0: Today, the reason I wanted to talk with you, Rob, is to um, discuss LinkedIn. I know that you're one of my connections in LinkedIn and you certainly have um, probably the most connections of anyone I know personally who is on LinkedIn and I want to focus on how you use it and the benefits that you've derived from using the technology. Um, My first question, can you talk about LinkedIn, what it is and why you chose it over some of the other social networks out there like Facebook or MySpace?
1: I think um, LinkedIn for me appealed to me because it was mostly based around professionals Uh, I tried other uh, social media like uh, Facebook and MySpace and others and I found those were great for friendships and people you know and you really trust on a personal level, your friends, your family, people who you don't mind saying, hey, I'm heading out to the pub now, come and join me. Um, LinkedIn had an appeal for me because it was strictly business, there wasn't many tools in it that would allow for kind of non-professional or more personal behavior. So it's very, very oriented towards uh, uh, increasing the number of professional people you know and um, being able to give to a network that's professional in nature and and, and receiving direct benefits from it.
0: Right. What would you say are the, the top three benefits that you've derived from using LinkedIn?
1: I'd have to say the first benefit would be Um, I'm part of this wonderful community that spans, I think, last time I checked, 260 different um, regions of the world and 75 different industries. I'm indirectly connected to almost 12 million people. Um, Every one of them, as I've added connections, is somebody who's um, interesting, has something very intriguing about them, and um, is somebody that um, I'm really proud to know professionally. Even though I may not have met them uh, personally or face to face, that can still happen because we're uh, all doing so much more uh, travel and attending conferences and bumping into each other around the world. So I'd have to say the number one benefit is just being part of a really big community that I find very interesting. Um, personally, I'd say the second benefit would be that uh, I've been able to um, um, promote myself in the sense I'm a, I'm a professional speaker and I'm also a writer. so. I've been able to help out my network by answering questions in my fields of expertise, um, like competitive intelligence or or social media. And by doing so, I've received invitations to speak at events, and I've had opportunities to to, uh, sell my books as well. So that's a second really tangible benefit. Um, Another one I would say is um, I'm really interested in collaborative innovation and the exchange of ideas. I'm, I'm just doing my doctorate in that field right now. And so, being part of a network of 12 million people who are asking and answering questions of each other and trying to solve problems together for me is really fascinating. Uh, and I weigh in when I can. I help out when I can. But I'm part of this constant traffic of ideas uh, from interesting, extremely knowledgeable people around the world. And and for me, that's a that's a really huge benefit as well. That sense of collaborative innovation and um, sharing and helping each other to solve problems, that's a terrific right. benefit
0: for me. I find it very valuable myself for crowdsourcing if I'm preparing a presentation and I'm running late as will typically happen, I will put the question out to LinkedIn and invariably I get numerous responses that save me the time in researching and it's, it's very valuable for me as well so it's a huge resource from that perspective um, You have... You mentioned almost twelve million people. How many direct contacts do you have now? I know I, I think it was about thirteen hundred the last time we talked.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so.
0: that's, that's quite a few. How long have you been building this? How long have you been on LinkedIn? And how do you? What's your strategy? How do you go about building your network? Because that's one of the key things if you're looking to spread the word and use LinkedIn. The bigger your network, obviously, the better. How do you do it?
1: Well, I've been on LinkedIn for um, a few years now. And um, I think you're right. There's a, there's a basic decision that every user of LinkedIn faces. Do they want to stay small and only be networked with, say, 50 people they know personally, or do you want to try and grow a big network? And, and for me, I actually have done both. When I started, I only added people I knew. I added my work colleagues, my friends, people I'd actually met at conferences. And I had a, you know, a network of about 38 people when I, in the early days, Um, The thing with that, though, is that there isn't that same traffic in ideas and answers and questions and opportunities that you get when you have a huge network. So I started trying to uh, build up my network um, as aggressively as possible. However, I still check out everybody I add to my network. And, uh, Do you have
0: a rule, a rule of thumb that you use? I
1: have some rules of thumb, yeah, several. Um, one of them is that the profile of the person that they've put up there, their their online portrait, has to have enough substance in it that I'm convinced they're a real person.
0: Right.
1: Some people will just put up a, a, the, the bare minimum of a profile, and they're really just trying to get access to your network right. You know, so that they can uh, gain access to your contacts, and they may not even be a real person. So for me, that profile has to be there. The profile has to be interesting, and I have a, w- a wide range of interests. So it doesn't take much to, uh, <laughs> for me to find somebody uh, quite fascinating. But there has to be that sense that I can see and, and I can know that this is a real person, somebody I would uh, enjoy meeting at some point.
0: Right. So how 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 lo- how much time, on average, would you spend on a daily or a weekly basis on LinkedIn? If
1: I'm honest with myself, I'd say I probably spend an hour a day, right. and uh, probably no time on Saturdays and uh, Sunday evening. I'll uh, tend to right. it as well for uh, a half hour or so. Get
0: back on Yeah,
1: yeah and, and what I do is um, I try to keep it disciplined to some degree, and I, I I will spend maybe a half hour in the morning when I get up, right. just having my coffee and uh, before I head into the office.
0: I think that's a good idea. I know that. Even LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook and MySpace and all of those, and even LinkedIn, which is more professional, can be very distracting because you get into looking at, you know, what the questions are, and you know, I have an opinion on quite a lot of things, so I have to sometimes rein myself in and say, well, I won't answer that or I won't look at that because otherwise I'm not making money. <laughs> so yeah. you have to you have to stop and and be a wee bit structured about it. Um, when we presented together last month you suggested that people think of a person that they most revere um, and go out and find them and they they'll probably find that they are connected through someone within their network to the the person and i think you used the example maybe maybe it was donald trump
1: i can't <laughs> remember
0: i think it was um who would be do you have who would be those people in your network who who would that be for you
1: well there's a, a lot of them in my network and uh, for some Sometimes it's been somebody who I knew 20 years ago who's now become quite uh, famous in their own right, and I just connected last night with somebody who I I first met at university, and we only met for probably half an hour, and um, now he's a professional futurist and speaker and writer and ex-banker, and and, uh, 20 years later, so am I. So that was quite fun just to uh, connect because you had that shared history together. Um, I'd have to say I think the person that makes me smile whenever I see – See them in my network is probably uh, Barack Obama, uh, because um, you know I really, as a speaker, I think he's a brilliant uh, writer, politician, and speaker, and I would definitely uh, admire a lot about him. Now I have no illusions that I'm friends with with Barack Obama, and I do realize that uh, what he's run is an extremely savvy uh, social media campaign to become president of the United States, and. Uh, I think I admire that as well because he's really using social media very cleverly, but uh, every time I do see the name pop up i I'm, uh, I'm pleased to be connected with uh, with him or his campaign
0: That's a great one. He has done a really great job, and in particular because um, the the initial people who adopted technologies like this were initially the younger crowd and these are the crowd that you really need to get motivated to go out and vote so I think he's he's done a great job of doing that across. Most of the um, different social media, I know that he's on YouTube and um, Twitter. I think he's one of my followers on Twitter, (laughs) or his machine is. I'm sure he isn't reading my Twitters, but he has done a phenomenal job of harnessing that technology and and using it as a tool to get out to the masses.
1: Well, it's been interesting for me to see that because I I think of him as being one of the first Gen Xers to really gain prominence in, in sort of mainstream politics or, or the establishment, and you can really see it in the way he's run his campaign that and embrace social media, so uh, I think right. that's great.
0: It's fantastic, and, and from my perspective, I'm constantly trying to con- convince traditional um, business people or marketers that social media is here to stay, and it's a great example to use to say, look, Barack Obama has used this really, really successfully. Um, you know, If he's doing it, I think it's the way of the future. It's not just a flash in the pan, it's what people need to be using. Yeah. Um anyway back to LinkedIn. Um what features of LinkedIn have you found best for helping you spread the word you talked about your book and your speaking and whatnot. Um and what, what features do you use the most to to help you with that?
1: Well the, the things I do and I think these are these are good tactics for anybody who wants to use social media to uh, market themselves is first of all put a really rich detailed profile of yourself and for me, that means all the schools I've attended, all the places I've worked, um, my interests, uh, my photographs, so that people get a sense there's a whole person there and that you're a real individual and they can, at a glance, get a sense of who you are and, and what you're what you're up to and um, where your interests may intersect with theirs. So I think a rich profile is really important. Um, the other thing I'd highlight is the Q&A or question and answer section on LinkedIn. To me, that's brilliant. That's probably the number one hidden piece of gold in LinkedIn. And if you're a LinkedIn user and you're not making use of that, I think it's worth revisiting that and think about how you could uh, uh, use the question and answer section to your advantage. There's, um, in a network the size of mine, which is almost 12 million third-level contacts, there's this flurry of questions, people seeking help or advice or insights into a particular problem or opportunity they're facing. It takes me less than half an hour a day to toss out one or two answers a week to help out those people. And in so doing, I'm starting to build some expertise and and you get um, these gold stars for uh, good answers. And um, you start to build up a profile as as an expert in your field. And by helping others, you always get that indirect um, benefit in the end because... You've done a lot of people a lot of favors so that when you actually need something, even if you don't need something today, they'll be there for you.
0: Perfect. I actually want to ask your advice on something. Um, I recently answered a question on LinkedIn, and my answer was, um, obviously, it it, uh, it was a bit controversial. And some of the people who followed up with on my answer were, you know, they were they were a bit Offended obviously by what I said. I, I'll tell you what the question was. It was about cold calling and my response was I feel and my company feels it's our company policy not to cold call because I respect the time of the people. You know I know myself it's really awkward if your phone's constantly ringing you can't get any work done. So my policy is to build relationships and I do through LinkedIn for example through networking with people in real life. Um, I typically don't cold call, and my answer to, you know, the cold calling question was cold calling is dead, and some people obviously took it very personally, were quite offended by that, Um, and were personally a wee bit offensive to me in their answers, to be honest, I felt when you're answering questions and you're putting yourself out there, there is that risk um, that something's going to come back and it's going to be negative. What would you do in that kind of situation? And I've been mulling this over. My, I've been thinking, well, I should put something up there and clarify or respond, or I should just leave it as is, or whatever, all publicity is good publicity. How would you deal with something like that? I'm sure this has happened to you too.
1: I think it's a great question, and I think it goes to the issue of um, uh, reputation management online, and I think that's something that you know we need to be cautious of to a certain degree. So... For example, I I, I I resist Facebook. We've talked about this before, because there's that temptation to get silly on it, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and I know I could fall prey to that. There's no <laughs> question. I'm, I I know myself, so I stick to LinkedIn because it's fairly straight laced and um, it, it's hard to get in tons of trouble. But you do end up in those situations where someone's misunderstood a, a question or your answer to a question, and um, i I'm of two minds. Part of me says, um, would I regret someone that I may meet two years from now who might uh, want to employ me or what have you, or bring me in to do a keynote speech? Um, Would I regret having said this in that context? And if that's the case, if it's something I've decided, hey, maybe I was a little hot headed, Um, I don't like my answer anymore, it's not reflective of who I am, Uh, LinkedIn has a couple of features that are terrific for that. First of all, if you've asked a question that you regret, you can delete your question which is good, or you can hide it, Mm -hmm. okay? So you can have that show up on your profile as a hidden question, so nobody else is going to see it. So you can erase the past to some degree.
0: Same
1: same with answers.
0: Sorry, I was just going to say, I I fully stand by my answer. It was more the response from other people to my answer that offended me.
1: Yeah. Well, in that case... I can't delete
0: their answers. You can't
1: delete their (laughs) answers, and you didn't ask the question, so you can't hide it either, I guess you just have to live with that. You can delete your own answer Same. so at least there isn't yeah. a, you know, a track back to you if if you feel that their responses to your answer are, are going right. to uh, impact your, your reputation negatively. But, you know, the bottom line with this stuff is, like anything in life, you have to be yourself. And the more you are yourself, the more you're going to not waste other people's time. If they're not going to like you, like the way you do business, so be it. You know, really the... Um, Online social media presents an incredible opportunity to be yourself, and I think you should just do that.
0: Perfect answer, and that's what I'm leaning towards as well. I'm transparent. I don't care who knows how I feel about doing business. I think I'm probably going to gain respect from the fact that I don't want to waste people's time by cold calling them anyway, so I'll probably leave that up there and weather the storm. (laughs) Um, My next question was LinkedIn grew at a rate of over 500% in 2007. To what do you attribute this phenomenal growth?
1: Uh, I probably think there's two components to that growth. Um, Number one was I think they got a critical mass of people that started to promote LinkedIn like myself and Mm -hmm. try and get their friends on. I think there's a mechanical component to it as well, which is um, uh, people um, uh, uploaded their outlooks contacts, right. and that spawned a massive, massive tsunami of uh, invitations, and no doubt some percentage of that uh, uh, did join up. But I think what's happening now with almost uh, you know around 25 million users uh, is it's growing organically because uh, people are hearing about it, people want to, uh, uh, the people who attended our speaking event last month on how to use social media, for example, they're, they're all signed up. So it's getting a groundswell out there that I think is... Uh, is making people want to be a piece of it. They're starting to hear about what LinkedIn is doing for people and how people got uh, got a new job or how they got some new business or how they uh, booked a speech or what have you. And people are starting to want to get a piece of that.
0: Right. Um, there are other professional networks out there. They're not growing as quickly. Um, I think Zing is one of them. I'm I'm on there, but I don't use it extensively. Have you tried any of these other ones? Have you considered them, and when, what do you think of them?
1: Uh, I've looked at them, and um, I'm, I've considered a couple of them, but uh, um, for me, I made a choice, a conscious choice, a long time ago that LinkedIn was going to be my horse, right. and I was going to invest all my time and effort into LinkedIn. So um, I have the kind of personality and a wide range of interests that if I didn't restrict myself, I could end up on 18 different social networks, (laughs) and that half hour I spend a day would quickly uh, crowd out my uh, my actual work. (laughs) So what I do is I use LinkedIn as my core uh, anchor network, and I have a presence on Facebook, but I don't use it very much. Mm -hmm. Um, I mostly use Facebook to point back to my LinkedIn profile so that anyone who wants to know me on Facebook, rather than me building out a big Facebook profile, they can just see the link. URL for my LinkedIn site and then
0: Perfect. find
1: out about so me there. it
0: drives traffic to the site, the central so tool that you use. That's a, that's a great idea. Um, what guidance we, would you give to a newbie, someone who is either just putting their profile up there or considering whether they should use it?
1: I would say um, uh, definitely get on there. It's free. I'd say pay attention to your profile because the deeper and richer and more real you make your profile reflective of you, the better you're gonna do on LinkedIn right from the very beginning. Uh, LinkedIn has a a measure of how complete your profile is and I think the final 5% to get to 100% complete is your photo. Um, So use that as your guide and, uh, and build out a really rich detailed profile about everywhere you've been, where you've worked, where you went to school, What your interests are and what you're looking for. And then use um, your status as well on a daily basis to let people in your network know um, what you're up to, what you're looking for. And um, I guess the other thing I would say is uh, participate. So get on the questions and answers, start to get an online reputation, start to get to know people. And um, I'd suggest if you want to grow a big network to uh, do a couple of things right away. One is enable the Open Link Enabled button on LinkedIn. That's a bit technical, but when you go into your setup, you can flag yourself as someone who likes connecting with people. So that's one tactic. The other one is to uh, join a LinkedIn group that's called Invites Welcome. Quite self-explanatory. It's a community of people who will basically not refuse an invitation if it's reasonable. So... Those are two ways of connecting with friendly, connections-oriented people who also are trying to build their network. So that's how I would start.
0: Perfect. Thank you. Um, My last question is not related to LinkedIn at all. Um, I'd like to know what other interesting projects you're working on right now, Rob?
1: Well the big project for me right now is um, I'm completing my uh, doctoral dissertation on collaborative innovation. And uh, my platform for study is actually LinkedIn. Um, so I'm uh, going to South Africa to uh, defend my thesis next month. At um, the same time I'm doing that, I'm also um, outlining a new book I'm writing, which is going to be about collaborative innovation and how companies can use social media to break down barriers and silos, uh, both within their company and between other organizations, so that they can uh, collaborate and create um, vastly more innovation than they can if they try and... Uh, stay isolated on their own uh, on their own island
0: brilliant well good luck with your um, doctorate I'm sure it'll go fantastically well for you I've really enjoyed talking to you today is there anything that we haven't touched on that you want to mention or or is that us done
1: I think that's us done it's been great to uh, to talk to you today and uh, again I think social media is such an important um, tool to use now, and especially if we're, we're heading into a bit of a downturn. Um, it's so inexpensive and so powerful, and I think that's the message that you've been trying to get across, and uh, I think it's a really valuable message to, uh, to be sending. Thank you very much. Thanks for
0: your time, and um, good luck. Thank a you. Pleasure. You have been listening to the Outsmarts Podcast. My name is Vari Petrovich. Thanks for joining me today and please remember to connect with me on Twitter, Facebook or LinkedIn. Our next podcast is going to be on the topic of peer-to-peer finance. I look forward to learning all about that with James Wells and the upcoming Outsmart podcast. Thanks. Until then, take care.